Hello and welcome to Pro Construction Guide series of ProCasts. This is episode number 35, the five hidden costs of remodeling that affect your profits. I'm John Gordon. And I'm David Dovel. Thanks for joining us. In this series, Pro Construction Guide magazine brings you ProCasts built exclusively for you, the professional contractor. It's the only podcast for pros hosted by pros with successful contractors as guests. You can listen to any ProCast at ProConstructionGuide.com or iTunes. So if you've been listening to our other podcasts, you know that David and I do a regular uh, home improvement show. In fact, just celebrated 21 years uh, on one of our networks. And, um, and you can check us out at uh, askjohnanddave.com and see a little bit about what we do. Um, we have a, a background that would make us credible, but let's not waste any time checking that out. Go online and you can see what's good there. Now, you always know or we always like to tell you about uh, how you can save time and how you can save money. And one of the best ways I know is to sign up for the Pro Construction Guide email newsletter. It's got a ton of insightful articles. The one in this week's newsletter uh, was about making your client's exteriors home, exterior home stand out from the neighbors. So um, it's got reviews on uh, great cordless tools. And best of all, it's got hefty discounts on all kinds of products that are there just for you, the professional uh, contractor. Yeah, better yet, any pro can sign up for the newsletter at ProConstructionGuide.com. It's easy to sign up, and best of all, the newsletter is free. And it's part of the fall issue, or it's actually, it's part of the Pro Construction Guide um, offering, but the fall issue of Pro Construction Guide is out. Yes? Yes, it is. Uh, I picked mine up this week, John. It has a ton of great articles in it, like how to get from your drill press or get more from your drill press, steps to fast, accurate estimates, and best tips from pros. What I like about the magazine and the newsletter and podcast is that even though I've been a contractor for decades, I'm also learning something new from Pro Construction Guide. I also like those pretty pictures of me and you in there, John. That's disgusting. <laughs> We're not going there. All right, so look, let's on that happy note, let's get on with this show. This week we're going to talk about the hidden costs that impact your bottom line. It's like you're working your bottom off, pun intended, and then you're like, where's all the money I should be making, right? So we are very fortunate to have a guest this week who has many years of experience as a remodeler and a business owner. Our guest today is Deborah Moore, owner of Custom Design Build. Welcome to Pro Construction Guys Procast, Deborah. Can you uh, give us like Hi, a 30-second bio? You bet. Uh, Well, I'm very blessed and lucky to have a wonderful team and a wonderful company in Ann Arbor, Michigan, called Custom Design Build. Uh, I started out, actually, in 1980 as a carpenter um, while pursuing a degree at the University of Michigan here. Did an apprenticeship, worked in woodworking shops as a way to work myself through school, got a journeyman's license. And then after I graduated from U of M, I ended up getting a uh, uh, starting a company uh, and, and enjoy the heck out of it. Awesome. Awesome. Are you a youper? No, no, no. I'm actually from the uh, West Coast, but uh, came here to go to school and never left. Okay. So. All right. Well, that's cool. <laughs> Most people go the... Never mind. I'm not yeah, going there. Yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah. They I, go the other way. I, yeah. grew, I grew up in Adrian, Michigan, so... Ah. Oh, wonderful. Okay. And I did time in Holland and Lansing. And Owasso, oh, if you know where that is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, All right. I do, sir. Okay. All right. So look, let's get serious here. What's the first thing? Talking about saving money, what's the first thing that you, you should think about if you're trying to figure out where money or costs or profit is getting sucked away? Well, it's a really good question. Uh, typically, John, what I am 
what we see a lot of times in our industry is that, especially as, as people who have, you know, often started out with a hammer or started out on the job side, is we tend to think and focus on the execution of the job. So mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna to take a, a print and we're going to count the sticks. We're going to, you know, the two-by-fours, the hours, the materials. We're going to get our trade contractor quotes. And, and we focus on the execution piece of it, the, the construction site specifics. Um, and while we have our little uh, port Portions where we we put in those hours, we add them up. We put either a, a markup on it, or we learn about our margin. Uh, you know, we end up with the price, and then we talk to the client typically. Well, on the construction site, there are some specifics that sometimes get missed. So, what I like to kind of make sure are line items on on these on my quotes are things like site access. That anything that really eats up time. So. For example, site access. If you haven't taken into account the fact that you have to take down a fence and protect a, a lawn to get to the back of the uh, house where you're going to build an addition, that can be a hidden cost. Yep. Uh, another one is dust protection inside the house. So if you're living with your client, essentially, when you're doing remodeling, uh, you know, one of the one of the biggest complaints from clients is that we we dust their houses. We you know that it's messy, it's dirty. But if we actually spend a little time strategically setting up the construction site and completely separating it from the living area, it's huge. But that takes time. So if we set up a temporary kitchen or we set up a temporary bathroom, we have to make sure and include those things in our quotes. Things like demolition and hauling costs or others. And one of the biggest ones that I find that really eats up time is actually at the end of the job. If we are not very good about setting up the end of the job, our hard costs can can get completely out of control. That includes punch lists, job close items, uh, and warranty work. So I highly, highly recommend that uh, folks include a line item for those things and think carefully about, uh, you know, how that's going to, in fact, track your last three years and see if you've got warranty work or callbacks or punch list items that have taken and eaten away at your profit. Right. The final the final thing on hard costs that I always want to stress is that, and people often forget to include, is an adequate amount of supervision. There's sort of a uh, false premise that having a supervisor adds cost to the job site, but in fact, good supervision will completely help to reduce and eliminate things like punch lists, job close costs, and warranty work. Mm-hmm. And, and you know the other thing I like about this, Deborah, is that when you put that as a line item on there, a lot of other contractors don't. And so the homeowner right. sees it, and then they start asking their questions, well, what about cleanup? What about dust protection? Are you going to take care of that? So great, great thinking. Great point. Now, David, you had exactly. something about um, uh, site uh, supervisor or something like that you were talking about? Um, yeah, well, I think you always, we always try to keep a supervisor on, on a job site of any complexity anyway. You know, there's some things you, you we don't, but because, uh, you know, if you have one trade in there and they're doing one thing, they know what they're doing. I mean, I'm going to visit that site. Somebody's going to visit it every day. Uh, right. at, at least, exactly. but, but if you can, if it's, if it's a complex or it's a big job, there's going to be somebody there, uh, for a, a, a decent portion, a portion of every day. So how do you figure that in Deborah? Well, basically, uh, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, the David, the, uh, the, the 
project profile is going to dictate how much supervision one wants to include. Because obviously you don't want to price yourself out of the market, you want to be competitive, and you have to explain these costs, which is why I like them to be extremely transparent Mm -hmm. to your client. Um, so we typically do larger projects. We typically do projects that are fairly complicated because we're a full-service design-build uh, you know, firm. So what we have to carefully think about is when for smaller jobs, if you've got exactly right, a trade that can take care of it, you don't have to. But security, things like locking up, things like turning off the lights, things like making the job site is clean. Now, we use checklists for that with our trades, but that second set of eyes is so critical, and it doesn't take that much. And what I explain to clients is that it is a huge insurance policy, because what we find is when you throw a lot of people at a job without proper supervision, even though they're fantastic trades guys, they don't all know the big picture, whereas your generalist, your supervisor does. So a lot of things can go wrong that you're then spending money fixing later, or you don't get the quality control that you need so that three years down the road, uh, you know, you have a callback or a warranty item. Uh, or at the punch list, you find that, you know, the actual design department said to do this, but the trade did not get that information, where the supervisor is your single point of uh, responsibility and accountability and handles it all. It also acts as a conduit for the client and the budget, the client and the quality control, the client and the trade, So, and, and, and the process, the experience. Here, I'll tell you something a supervisor does that nobody would ever think of. The supervisor on my kitchen job, because I didn't tackle that one on my own, she she kept all of the parts and the pieces when something shipped in, whether it was a stool for my window or the the, the finished button for the garbage disposal, she yep. snatched that stuff up and mm-hmm. squirreled it away so that when time came and everybody's, you know, wandering around, not sure if they should wind their butt or scratch their watch, she produced the, here's what you guys need. Here's what you guys need. Now go get busy. Well, I love, so. hearing the, I love hearing the pronoun she for supervisor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was the best. Yeah, she was, <laughs> she was awesome. You're absolutely right. Checking all of the materials, making sure everything is ordered correctly, which is another problem that you can get into. It wastes yeah. time, and if you, if you waste time, you're going to waste money. Before, they get, before the, the trades are there ready to install them is huge. It's, it's, it, it can impact your bottom line immediately. So you talked about um, – you said something about a job profile – but the, mm-hmm. I think, what about before you get the job, you're even looking kind of at the client, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and I wanted to start with those hard items, you know, the site specifics. Because Got it. Those are Got some it. of the things we miss on the, on the uh, site in our estimates. But the other thing that is really, you know, there's a, there's a whole series of what I call soft items that – Folks don't often take into account. And under those, you know, I I put basically, um, you know, the job profile. So find your sweet spot. Um, Most of us have a certain number of people in our companies. We have a certain number of skill sets and talents. And if you can match your job profile, your ideal job profile, by that I mean a a project that leverages your profit without – uh, without stress or reducing stress. Uh, I mean, we've all been on projects that have been highly stressful. A lot of times when we see, like, for example, a high degree of customization, those projects can be extremely stressful because there's a tremendous amount of uncertainty in how the outcome can occur or there's a tremendous amount of cost in materials. Well, if we have somebody who's particularly good at those kinds of details, great. But 
if we are matching our team with our job, that's a, that's a huge part of that. If we have a certain size job that we find makes a, a good uh, living for us, ideally, you know, we can we can sort of prioritize those projects in terms of what we put in the queue first. Location matters, uh, how far we are from our office, how much we have to drive, all of that drive time. And, uh, and, and so that's one piece of what I call the soft items. Um, the other piece would really be starting with your design department or your uh, design and sales folks. So how they set the job up is going to be critical also and needs to be taken into account in terms of line items that you put into your budget. The other piece, so for example, if your design department has promised that you will have a half-inch reveal between your countertop and your cabinets that is colored silver, and you don't have a... uh, a clear sense of that on the print, then that can be something that gets missed. So the more complicated the design, you know, the more you need to think about what is that markup? Am I allowing for the sort of creative piece of this on site or or the details on site? Mm -hmm. The fit and finish that the client requires is another large piece of that. So one of the things that your design and sales department needs to do early and communicate to to you in the field is, how complex is this project, uh, and and how what is the fit and finish? What is the level of perfection that our clients demand? So, and the way that I typically try to do that is I like to take them uh, to job sites and see what they see, notice what they notice, because and explain that to them very upfront that when we're setting the budget, this is the level of perfection that you can expect. I never tell anybody to accept. Or expect even 80% to 100% perfection, that the cost triples astronomically when you go up from 70% perfection. And so that's often a discussion to have with your clients early and to actually give them specific examples of that because they don't really know what that means and we don't really know what they're thinking until we actually see if, if they look at a wall and they see it, then they see a, 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 a blotch and we don't, then we know that we're in with an extremely, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead and say it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be polite, guys. Uh, <laughs> and, and so we know that we're going to be fighting that through the whole project. What my, actual, what my supervisor does, which is sort of interesting when we get into these projects, is he will actually find something that they can focus on. And he will leave it undone. And at every production meeting that we have with our clients, they'll constantly mention it, which is great because then it keeps their attention on that item (laughs) and not on everything else. (laughs) These are the folks also that can really get you in trouble at the punch list because, uh, you know, you think you've done it to a very nice level and, and they notice X, Y, and Z. So you have to set those boundaries, those limits, and that expectation very early. Otherwise, it'll eat up your profit right to the end. That's so, what we call the, the X factor. Also, okay, I was going to say, it sounds way, like you've kind of transitioned beyond just the job profile now to really kind of understanding the head right. of the customer, right? 
That's exactly right. We call that the X factor. That 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 detail, uh, you know, that ability to see, what do they see that that is not normal or that is in in the sense beyond what we what our standard construction practices are. We call it the X factor. Their personality is really the X factor. Are they going to okay. be easy to work with? Are they going to make decisions quickly? All of those things can affect your schedule. So. So, yeah, soft items, you know, job profile, your design and sales process and expectation setting, and then your client profile. Okay. Very good. All right. Very good. So what's, what's another thing that can help impact the business bottom line? Well, basically, I think that truly, um, from a site standpoint, guys, I think that, again, I'm going to go back to the supervisor and your team, one of the really key things is that you have a, a tremendous knowledge of what your team is capable of, what types of clients they work well with, um, and and really that uh, communication between field and site is always top of mind. That uh, the client, it, I, I like to call it a feedback loop that we that we work with mm-hmm. because it's really after all the specifics are sort of in place and the budget is filled out. Then the way we eliminate any cost overruns, in addition to that, is that feedback loop. And it always starts and ends with the client. So the client gives some feedback to the supervisor. The job supervisor gives feedback to design and sales or to the estimator, you know. And then that goes back to the field for verification and then goes back to the client for verification. If we constantly use that circular loop and we also revisit the budget, we try to have yes. weekly production meetings that do that and constantly reinforce what they've what they've requested, what they've asked for, any costs or excuse me times that have things they've added that have increased the the schedule. Um, all of those things make for a smooth project, which which then keeps your profit in place. That's great. I'll tell you one of the things that um, that the gentleman that we've used on several major projects at our house now does is he keeps a job log on site, and at the end of each day, Perfect. he fills in information he wants Barbara and I to look at, mm-hmm. and then Barbara mm-hmm. and I look at it, answer him, and then we leave questions for uh, uh, for him, and then whoever his super is, um, she'll take it back. Uh, we have a different one on this job that we're in the middle of right now, and mm-hmm. uh, but but that feedback loop is critical. So I, I'm, it, it makes sense in my mind that you would say that. All right. So so look, I think yes, I want to make sure I, I'm just trying to keep all this organized in my brain, right? And I like us to get to a point where we say, hey, the we can kind of only retain so much information, Deborah. Mm-hmm. We could probably go on and on and on with you with you on, on, on different elements of this, but. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that we've forgotten to mention? And then is it appropriate to try to say, hey, if you had to summarize this into, into some bullet points that, that someone mm-hmm. could take away from us, uh, mm-hmm. what would they be? So, so have we missed well, anything? I, well, I'm sure we've missed tons, but you know what? I think <laughs> we've covered a really key part. We're always going to hope for that any 20 process. Uh, there you go. And I guess what I would, I would think is – uh, if you think about your hard items and your soft items, that's a really nice way to, de- you know, sort of divide it. And okay. your hard items would be your construction specifics. Uh, you know the obvious part of estimating, but then think about the site access, dust protection, cleanup, punch list, warranty, and the supervision piece of it. Okay. So, so your hard costs uh, with those sort of 
hard costs that don't that often get missed. And then think about your soft items as well, and sort of step back, take a look at your company, and see what those what what those soft items are. You know, so what's specific to you? What's your greatest strength? Where you know, and then prioritize those pieces. So look at your job profile. Look at your uh, design and sales, and what that sets up for your for your budgeting, and then your of course your X factor, your client profile, with okay. exactly what David mentioned, which is that constant, constant feedback loop. Okay, so if I look at what I wrote down from what you, while you were talking, I heard that you have a client profile that helps you understand mm-hmm. the client. I think that's wicked good. You have mm-hmm. a job profile, which is about mm-hmm. the specifics of the job. Mm-hmm. Then you have a specific sales and design process. You include supervision, which a lot of guys think is not yep. so smart or not so important. And then you've got the construction site specifics, which are frequently the ones that sneak up and bite you in the bottom because you hadn't considered something with it. Did I say that? Did I take good notes? You said it way better than I could. John well, I don't Denver. think that's true. I don't think that's true. <laughs> no, I just wrote stuff down. But That's um, a good summary. Yeah. No, okay. I like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Look, we genuinely appreciate... Um, we genuinely appreciate what you, what you've got, uh, your time, your insights, uh, folks. If you want well, to check you. out, no, I'm sorry. So, Deborah, what what is there a website that folks can go to to learn more about your company? You bet. We're actually on House uh, under Custom Design Build, comma Inc. And we're all, which is actually the best representation of our work. But our website is www.custom-designbuild.com. All right. So. Perfect. Uh, I appreciate, I know we appreciate uh, your being with us and sharing this information. Uh, thank you so much for being willing to do that uh, for us. Um, well, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. You're welcome. You're very welcome. It's time for us to dig into the spare parts box. That's where David and I reach in. And we go find something that we just kind of keep with us because it's really important and you don't want to throw it away and it's, you know, it's there. And and this week, um, uh, David, unless you want to uh, uh, throw something in there, I, I'd like to talk about uh, something that we, we've just spent some time on. And it has to do with fiber cement siding. And it's um, it's something that people don't think about. I've been on three job sites in the last maybe month where this was where there was work going on and this wasn't happening and David it's the flashing behind the joints of mm-hmm. uh, of a fiber cement uh, lap siding yes, right see it all the time so talk about that well it, it it it's it's first of all it's all in the direction so if you go to the the number one fiber cement out there is, is <laughs> wait wait read the directions <laughs> yeah imagine okay, sorry, imagine sorry. that um, but uh, you could go to your your fiber cement manufacturer's website and in in there you're going to see the installation instructions but anytime you have a butt joint on that there's always supposed to be flashing behind it and and people think oh well we're not going to cut all this flashing you don't need to cut metal you can just use like a 30-pound felt, and there you're you just go. cutting rectangles. And it, all it is is it's it's nailed to the wall above that course that you're working on. When you let your butt joint come over, uh, when you lay that siding over top, you put that butt joint together, and behind it is, in fact, that piece of 30-pound felt or whatever you choose to use. Um, just needs to be able to hold up. But that way, if water does happen to get between the butt joint, it's not going to fall in behind the siding. It's very simple, but seems to be overlooked and, and we, I, I just think people don't realize when it's raining and it's a blowing rain where water goes and what it does it's it's truly amazing cover your butt yes cover your butt thank you very much that's an awesome spare parts box conversation all right 
Look, if you would like to listen to this podcast, or you're listening to it clearly, and you want to share it with somebody, visit us at ProConstructionGuide.com, www.ProConstructionGuide.com. Hey, if you haven't gotten your copy of Pro Construction Guide, then visit the Home Depot closest to you. They'll have copies at the Pro Desk. If you've got any feedback for us, 866-647-2346. Leave a message. We really do want to hear your thoughts. Folks, we'll see you on our next episode of Pro Construction Guide Magazine's ProCast podcast. We hope you'll make us a valuable tool in your toolbox.